Hi, my name is Deborah Ogden and I would like to welcome you to On Brand With. Through this podcast, I want to bring you into my world of personal brand and impact and hopefully bring it to life through the experiences of me and my guests. Over the coming episodes, I will talk to a range of people I know and admire and ask them about the different ways they use their personal brand, the positive benefits it can bring and what best practice looks like in the real world. Today's guest is Deb Hetherington, and she is Business Innovation Manager at Leeds Beckett University. And I couldn't wait to talk to her. This is a stall, isn't it, actually, because we were trying to get together before Christmas, and she's just so busy. So really grateful for you coming along yeah, today, Deb. But um, the reason I wanted uh, Deb on is when I talk about personal brand, I always say it's about having your name out there and visibility and when people want what you're offering they know exactly the person to come to and I'd heard Deb's name for a long time before we actually got to meet and I felt I had a really good idea of what you do so what you're putting out there you know is exemplary when it comes to personal branding I felt and that's what this podcast is all about people who use their personal brand in such a way to such good effect for their cause for their business for themselves as well and there was this lovely moment and I hope you don't mind me sharing this when we were actually introduced face to face with Jodie and I said oh, I'm doing this podcast would you consider being my guest and you absolutely I'm a shameless self-promoter <laughs> this is true <laughs> absolutely yeah so, um, Deb, <laughs> that's probably a really hard way to uh, introduce somebody, so no pressure. But this idea of knowing your name, and I talk a lot to people about having clarity of the brand, what they stand for, who they are, the natural way they communicate. But the one thing that people find quite difficult sometimes is the visibility piece and building that profile without feeling pushy. Yeah. And you do that so well with your networking online and face-to-face as well. So I'd love to explore mm. that today. But I've got to say, I was up early this morning looking at your LinkedIn profile and I want to know how you've managed to pack so much in in such a short yeah. time because um, it blew my mind. Is in, is in uh, where the work I've been doing or is and in the content? Everything, yeah. everything. No, sorry, your profile, not just what's on there, but... I mean, we both started off in the legal field, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, also TEFL in South Africa, yeah. uh, Malawi, yeah. 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 So no. uh, share share with the audience, Deb, a little bit about your journey and how you've got to where you are now. Yeah, so um, I basically avoided adulthood for as long as I possibly could <laughs> um, in terms of the last sort of uh, 15, 20 years, whatever. So so went to university to do an undergrad uh, in sports studies and and physical education, which is a million miles away from where I am now. Um, and then uh, didn't actually complete that, um, left, went travelling, um, did the TEFL stuff, so teaching English as a foreign language, over in South Africa on the Eastern Cape um, in, a, in a little township school over there. It was meant to be three months, stayed there for nearly a year, um, and then came back, went to back to uni, because at that point it was very much a case of if you don't have a degree, you can't really 
progress or yes. go into a, a career that you're going to um, have sort of a longevity in and mm-hmm. be able to um, climb the ladder. So went back, did a history uh, degree in York. Uh, Why history? Was that I hadn't look? even studied history. I hadn't even studied history um, since GCSE. I didn't do it for A level. I didn't really? have it, but I did have a morbid fascination with World War Two. Okay. Um, so and and wasn't and, expecting which, that. Which, 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 <laughs> it was. It was almost uh, you know always reading books around um, around World War Two and the history and the. I actually lived in Germany for four years as well. Um, my dad was in the forces, so um, spent some time there. So that probably um, added to it. But yeah, so it was very much a case of if I'm going to go to university, I'm going to spend a lot of time um, researching and, and 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 having to write a thesis, which was going to be quite large. Uh, it may as well be something that I'm interested in. So. Um, did that um, and then after you finish university with a history degree you've really got one of two or three options a uh, history teacher uh, so go on to do a PGCE which I wasn't really interested in um, working in a museum or something in that space which did interest me but um, but I ended up um, doing uh, going on to do a law conversion so a law master's LLM at Leeds University but in between, I went travelling again for a little while um, <laughs> uh, to, to, to my parents' bank accounts delight. And um, and then, yeah, so I went and did the LLM at Leeds University, uh, graduated from that, went to work in a, a law firm called Freeth Cartwright. Now, Freeth's a fantastic law firm, um, but it was it was back into the recession so there was not a lot of um training contracts which is what you need to be able to be a lawyer and was Um, the intention to be a lawyer absolutely at that point yeah because i know i studied law but i studied law as a good degree to have and yes i I suppose i did think i was going to but very quickly i thought "Mm, not sure this is for me so i'm always interested when somebody studied law and isn't still practicing so i I was actually speaking to some of our students yesterday morning on a panel our first year student law students um about and I was on a panel with three people, two of whom were barristers and one was a um, a uh, paralegal. And and it, I was brought in on that angle exactly like you just said. What can you do with a law degree? Because you don't necessarily need to go into law, and nor are there enough jobs for law students to go and become lawyers Absolutely. and barristers. So, and even more so now. I was absolutely. quite horrified at the statistics. The yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so so yeah no at that point I definitely did but I thought to myself um, and this actually comes around a little bit to the personal brand uh, point and having the confidence in yourself and your authenticity I thought get into a firm in whatever guise you can <laughs> and then show them how brilliant you are and you'll become a lawyer and they'll let you, they'll give you that chance because on paper there was a thousand people going for one job and how could I possibly stand out at that point so oh Deb that that absolutely encapsulates everything that I say about the benefits of personal branding because I was never the cleverest I was never the you know funniest the prettiest I was always the last one chosen it rounders and I thought there must be some way I can use my skills and it is that it's like just get in there and just show them what you can do and stand out in some way yeah um so so I went in um as uh, uh, an office manager um, I did have some experience in um, in management um, briefly between studying and travelling. So um, went in, did the management piece, um, and then moved a little bit into more the events and business development side of things. Um, and uh, definitely Silex was on my uh, agenda, so Chartered Institute Legal Executive, which again, you need to be in a firm to be able to do that. Um, but really enjoyed the sort of client-facing stuff um, 
and so did that for a few years then moved across to another law firm called Ward Hadaway another brilliant firm um, to do their business development for um, for a little while and then the opportunity came to work for Leeds Beckett and it was to go from private to public sector I did deliberate for for some time in terms of making that jump because a lot of people said you know you need to move back a couple shift down a couple of gears mm. it's a whole different world it's not necessarily as fast paced as you used to there's a lot of bureaucracy etc etc but I thought the job that was uh, the opportunity was very much um, working with startup companies and scale up mm. companies offering them services that were free for them as well but really yes. quality services that at the end of it you know working in a law firm you have to slap an invoice that's you know tens of thousands of pounds sometimes absolutely but at the end of the relationship um with with a startup or scale up that it's it's just a case of you know what else can we do so that's that funded the funded piece so 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 the so i oversee a few projects at the university so so official title business innovation manager um so just a lot of profile raising for the university ensuring that we're speaking to the right people in industry um but specific programs that i work on are um Adventure, which is a European region development funded project. We've used that funding to create a six month acceleration program for startup companies, which is made up of everything from masterclasses to mentoring to account management for myself, funding, um, student placements, student consultancy pieces, online learning modules, um, and, and a range of other things. So it's a really good packaged program for startups. And if you're interested, get in touch. Um, <laughs> but it's been a real success, hasn't it? I yeah. mean, I know from my own That's network so. that people have been on it and or are on on the journey and yeah. how supportive it's been yeah no well that's good to hear and and, and again it, it, you know promoting util, utilizing linkedin and twitter um to promote these things i would say and, and i've said to anyone will listen to be honest um 80 of my leads come through linkedin that's interesting um, for these sorts of things and I do think it is because I, I built my LinkedIn when I worked at a law firm and the reason I did it was because the com- the field is so incredibly competitive so as a business developer within a law firm how are you going to stand out how, why, why should someone go for a coffee with you when you reach out why are you different to all the other law firms out there offering the exact same services at a very similar price so I saw LinkedIn as a tool to be able to give myself a brand and become a thought leader almost in that sort yeah. of startup scale up digital ecosystem. Um, Did you actually s- stop and think, okay, I, was this strategic? Or looking back, I mean, I'm sure you didn't sit down one day and think, okay, this is a strategy there. But do you think there was subconsciously a plan that you put in place? That... Subconsciously, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. Because I saw other people doing it. I saw the guys from FinTech doing it. I saw um, other groups doing it. I saw individuals whose names would come up again and again. And whenever I was in a networking event and I didn't know anybody, I would gravitate to those people because of their online presence. Um, so so I, I suppose subconsciously I did think I, I, I'd like to be one of those people. Um, an accidental success, I suppose. So do you still work at your LinkedIn? I mean, obviously you post, but that it doesn't happen overnight, does it? And it doesn't, doesn't happen. happen overnight. No, it doesn't. And 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 I think there was there was there was and still is an opportunity to use LinkedIn, and I don't think it's leveraged leveraged to its full potential by professionals. I think a lot of people, including people I speak to in in Beckett, actually see it as a, a job board. Hmm. as a cv posting opportunity yeah you know yeah, yeah i get off i get job apps job um offers all the time on linkedin and people coming to, to that isn't remotely why i use it yeah. not even one percent is 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 to do with that it is entirely to do with the online community which 
filters out to the offline, um, particularly in Leeds, is a wonderfully uh, collaborative city, you know. Yeah. Um, you really have... Uh, it's really interesting... On this, I was on a, a training course yesterday, a lady called Dawn McGrewer, who is all around digital marketing, and she was saying exactly this, that LinkedIn is this untapped potential. And I was asking her about different platforms as well, and we were saying the great thing about LinkedIn is the chances that you will have a face-to-face connection afterwards. I mean, look at us. That's yeah. exactly what's happened yeah. here. But... Um, and how people don't understand the reach. And um, I, I was chatting, Jodie Hill was a guest on, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking to Jodie about this, saying how that collaboration, how I think what we, you and I, but people within our network do very well is we support each other and we empower each other, and that collaboration and that sharing of Uh, posts you know just simple things and that understanding that if I share something with of yours then that I get in front of your audience you get in front of my audience and that isn't the premise behind it but that is the power of LinkedIn yeah that is that was actually a conscious decision in terms of um, going out to meet people and have coffees and and, and the face-to-face stuff I kind of looked at it a little bit backwards in that sense because I thought if I go and speak to these individuals and have a coffee and, you know, whoever it is, business leaders, uh, you know, thought leaders, and uh, in the back of my head, I thought, you will like my posts because we've had that connection. Yeah. So it works both ways. Um, but I was at a, a training, a LinkedIn training course with Nigel Cliff. I don't yeah, know if you know, no, fantastic um, yeah. course. And he said, all, all of the advice was absolutely fantastic. But the one, the main thing I took away from it was, Take the relationship offline as soon as possible. It is just a means to that end, really. And that's how I see LinkedIn. It's not, you know, shouting to the masses. It's really not even wider than Leeds City Region half the time, Mm. if not 75% of the time. It's, It's to have those conversations very quickly, make that impact very quickly online to a lot of people. And then those that reach out or those that I reach out to, let's go for a coffee. Yeah, and you build the relationship, don't you? Because one of the lovely things, the reason I'd... um gone on this digital training yesterday was my journey on bringing uh, to fruition an online product and uh, looking at that bigger reach and how to get in front of a wider audience and it was interesting how you can build those relationships so it's very much you know a lot of people will just send you a request because they've had a look but the number of people if you just go back and say thanks for connecting yeah you know, what made you connect? Why yeah. are you connecting with me? And all of a sudden, oh, well, actually, I saw that, you know, so-and-so, mm-hmm. and we're in the, and then all of a sudden you're building a relationship, yeah. you're building a conversation, and you'd never walk into a networking event and say, hello, I'm here, and then walk out again, no, would you? No, you wouldn't. So why do people do it online? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a really good question. And and, and on that note, I do I do tend to accept most... Um, there is an argument, isn't there, that's, that's that comes up quite often... Um, uh, should we accept requests from those that we don't know and I'm very much a yes person in that sense um, you know because if they find benefit in the things that I'm putting out the articles that I'm sharing what what the university is up to how we can you know working for Leeds Beckett not only do we work on the projects that I've mentioned the knowledge transfer partnerships and the acceleration programs and all that sort of stuff but we also, as an anchor institution, we get filtered through us an awful lot of opportunities for free. You know, the, the, the other week I got somebody who sent me an email saying um, we've got um, 
a stand that would usually cost four grand at an exhibition over in Liverpool for, for, for a startup company, is there anyone that you can think of? Immediately I thought of several people, but equally I put it out on LinkedIn. So, you know, it's it's getting those sorts of things out there to the many instead of having to pick yeah. up the phone and talk to everybody or, you know... The, As it, individuals. Just... And it's really funny, I, I've gone through this, um, do I accept them all, do I not? And I used to be quite proud of the fact that actually most people, I could have looked through my network and... Yes, I mean, I don't know everybody, but I could have said, yes, I met them at, Mm -hmm. and yes, I can connect Mm -hmm. you, and I had some kind of connection, but the more public speaking I've done, that becomes impossible, and as you say, you're you're setting yourself up there to share content, so it's allowing people to take your content and benefit on a different level, so I've become a lot more um, opening, I'll accept anybody. Yeah, yeah, within reason, yeah, yeah. So um, we were talking about this before the mic went on, but really exciting news about your TED license. So share share the news. So yeah, it's a TEDx license. So the difference between a TED license and a TEDx license, which I found out after we'd got the license, Mm, is basically um, it's... A TED Talk is um, the the TED brand. They create their own list of very um, uh, global leading speakers, um, and they and they organise those. They film them, they stream them, they do all that sort of stuff. A TEDx license allows organisations to be able to create to utilise that brand, but independently create their own event. So we've got that TEDx license, and our first um, our first event is on Thursday next week which uh is really exciting we've got some fantastic speakers um this time we are using our academics um so we've got some some really great speakers internally um but we are hoping to continue the series of uh, tedx talks hopefully annually if not more often and partner um potentially with some of the really exciting things that are happening in leeds city um and 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 collaborating on those topics and and getting that out to a wider audience because you know there's an awful lot of exciting things happening in Leeds not just through the university but through Leeds University through Leeds Trinity University through you know the med tech scene the fintech scene there's just so many really great things happening that we need to shout about as a city um, and it gives us that opportunity really really great platform and and you know we talk about different brands don't we but Ted what a brand and you look at the you know I'm a huge fan of Brené Brown but Mel Robbins and Ted launched their career I mean that's a bit harsh they already have the career but launched them to that global name that they are now and what I love about Ted is that you can go on there and actually it's those little gems that you go on and you find and it blows your mind and then you can't wait to share them and I think the really powerful talk. I remember seeing Mel Robbins and talking about her talk. She was very, I think she was very nervous that day. She talks about it in her own um, story. And you look at the global brand she is now, mm-hmm. but it's those little gems and they're virtually shared by word of mouth, aren't they? And and even though you have defined the difference between TED and TEDx, mm-hmm. I think to the layman, people still think it's TED yeah. and it's the power of that brand that you're, I mean, you know, I'm sure you're far too humble to say it, but you're associating your name with with that brand. Um, but also, I was talking about the visible experts, having you as an employee, an advocate, um, an ambassador of Leeds Beckett. You're in, you're bringing that association to their brand as well. Yeah, and I think you know, I, I absolutely love working at Leeds Beckett, but I wear far more hats than that. And you know, you know I represent. Beckett I'm incredibly proud to work there 
Um, and when I do my Women in Leeds Digital um, stuff, so so Women in Leeds Digital is a community-led organisation myself and my co-founder Sarah Tulip created a couple of years ago to encourage more diverse um, groups into digital roles, um, which is an issue in the city uh, and wider, but but we're really concentrating on Leeds and the wider region at the moment to be able to do that. Um, so there's that, you know, I sit on the Steer for Leeds Digital Festival, I sit on the Steer for Leeds Business Improvement District, um, anything that's um, improving Leeds as a city, I love like to be involved with them and 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 you know no matter where I work or, or, or what my day job is I will, I will take those hats with me so how do you because I, I mean the speed that you speak it's like packing it all oh, in because... I'm so used to speed meetings and I'm a big fan of them but I do I people have said that to me before bloody hell Deb's cl- sorry S- slow down Deborah um, slow down so, yeah. Deborah yeah no um what I was going to say is how do you so uh, when you talk about clarity of brand your boundaries what do you stand for how do you you must say no to things I have learned to I, there was a long period where I didn't um and um and it's I see worth in in so many things in terms of if I've had coffees with people two three years ago that something's come out last week and it's you know and and so I'm, I'm it, it almost makes me nervous to say no to to an opportunity to meet with somebody if someone reaches out I'm, I tend to say yes I yes. very rarely say no and if you saw my calendar you would see you would see that I very rarely say no it's hectic busy but I love it and and I like speaking to people and it has come to it has come to a point where now I I, I am a little bit more picky um but I'm still very much a yes person when it comes to to people reaching out and asking if I can help or if they can have a conversation. There will come a point where it stops, I'm sure, but, but at the yeah, moment, yeah, I'm still I think here. it might have yeah. to, might <laughs> so. so what drives you, if you have your your pecking order of things, mm. you know, what are your drivers? The success of, of the city uh, in terms of the digital ecosystem, which digital touches everything now, so it pretty much is everything. So the business community um, uh, is, is very important to me um, and the, 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 the economic and, and social um, economic success of the city is really important. So if I see anything, and I love, I love bringing people together and that collaboration piece, and I can, I can sort of, I like to connect the dots. So if I see an opportunity for somebody or, or, or something um, where they haven't heard of the other thing, it's putting those things together and having the left hand talk to the right hand because there's so much incredible things happening in Leeds and the wider region. Um, and and it, because I sit on these steers and boards and things, it, I can sometimes see where we're maybe duplicating where we shouldn't necessarily yeah. be or where resource could be better spent or where, um, you know, to, to simply have it for two people to have a conversation and something incredible to come from it. So, um, so yeah, it's the greater good, I think, which is ridiculously philanthropic, but it's, it, yeah. But you you can create an impact there in some ways by bringing those people together and actually step back from it yourself. That's, so you're the catalyst. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're the catalyst. Yeah. And for some of these... You know, it's a real lifeline for some of these smaller businesses, mm. isn't it? The funding that's available or because we are immersed in the world we are in and working with small businesses and new businesses and startups. I remember when I set out, you don't know what you don't know. And you go out there blindly and you're trying to do everything. And 
pay the mortgage and get a pipeline mm-hmm. and build a network. And then you get somebody like me piping, oh, you need a personal brand as yeah. well. Get your name out there. Brand. Absolutely. And it's hard work. So having a programme or having mentors or something, you know, just to guide people through and be a sounding board so yeah. often. Yeah, that's a lot of what, 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 what I do is the accountability piece, the soundboard, the I've got a great idea, what do you think? And people you know that tend to listen to what what I've got so many because I've I've seen so many startup companies hundreds now go through the journey um and and seen what's worked and what's not worked um so so having that sort of experience and understanding um I think adds a bit of credibility to to my advice when when young companies come to me so So when you first meet somebody, when you have those first meetings, those startups, do you think you've learnt gut reaction? This is they're going to make absolutely. it. Absolutely, I think I have. Absolutely, it's it, yeah, I do. Yeah, and do you know what? Nine times out of ten, it's the person. And I know that's such a cliche and it's said to death, but I. So I'm thinking of two particular chaps at the moment. Um, uh, a couple of boys called Bradley and Mars Jensen, and they um, they run they have various uh, startup businesses, but they they're entrepreneurial to the core and when you when I met them I knew if it wasn't this project it'd be another one and they even said that you know we will succeed somehow um so 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 nine times out of ten it's the individual as opposed it's the to the individual actual idea. rather than yeah. the idea yeah because you can have a brilliant idea but if you haven't got the gumption to to push through it's yeah. likely gonna fail yeah um but if you are a go-getter proactive you've got the ambition you know you're on you did definition of entrepreneurialism then then you'll make it yeah I was going to say to you so what are the attributes yeah, but you, you've just yeah, said that yeah yeah and from a so bringing it back to personal branding I suppose um what what is it that you do you think those people that do succeed have that awareness as well on their personal brand whether they would actually label it personal branding but realize that it is about people buying into them and their ideas and they bring that personality to the fore i think it's a mix and again i'm thinking of actual um examples in yeah. my head and i think i would say um yes and no so so I'm, I'm thinking of one particular business that i've been working with recently incredibly intelligent chap um who's built um a, a software um uh, platform that is is uh, is going to be a world leader mm. um but he doesn't give a crap about his personal brand no, um, no. someone else will do that for him but the thing is with him he will grow so quickly he can hire someone else to do that absolutely and knowing that he's not the right person to front it is and I think yeah. that is huge yeah. actually realizing that you know we're all good at different things we're all different people we need that diversity mm. that we've talked about yeah. but if it's not something that you're good at then find somebody else to front that up for yeah. you yeah and have the strength to be able to make that decision and not think you have to do everything yeah. um but if you are a small small company and you're bootstrapping and you don't necessarily you're not going to grow that quickly um i think that element is incredibly important um the personal brand piece so yeah it, it, again it's a mixed bag really um getting that name out there it's important it is yeah it is i think you know i built i've built my my career on my personal brand which is i never thought i would say that that's ridiculous you know i i i 
and the fact that you can actually do that now and it is because of digital it isn't for me it is hugely because of digital and the fact that you can be on any platform you know yes LinkedIn works for me Twitter works for me because I work in the business community you know if you're a baker Instagram's really going to be really important the more you do you know vlogs and you personalize it um, the more people are going to trust in you as an individual and it was all about that trust element when you're building a personal brand so yeah and is that uh yeah, again, so we were talking about yesterday that branded content. So you know the podcasts that you know we're talking on now, but people having their YouTube channels, being able to constantly update and share that personal brand. And you know, as a business owner, I, when I set up nine years ago, the word you know people didn't know what person. I'd say I'm working personal branding, and people would look at me, you know, what's that? Whereas I rarely need to explain what personal branding is these days. What do you think, what do you think personal brand meant with before digital then? And, and because for me, digital brand now is hugely digitally focused. So my take would always be that it's people's experience of you. So that piece you said about, I'm going to get in that law firm I'm going to find my way in and they're going to love me yeah and it's that so my take on personal brand is always there's the tactical side which is the LinkedIn your social side so that's getting the getting the message out there capitalizing on it but there's some work to do before that so it's that self-awareness your values that clarity of who you are which is why I was saying what drives you Mm -hmm. what is it that people buy into when they're buying into you that um, collaboration that that networking that innovation piece they're all things that I think of when I think of your name Mm -hmm. so um, we were talking about Jodie and we were laughing about her high energy and and it's it's having that clarity when somebody mentions your name they know exactly what you stand yeah. for and they know exactly what type of experience mm-hmm. that they're going to get so we were talking about lawyers how many lawyers are there in yeah. Leeds um how Jody many did stands you, out, you know, yeah Jodie stands really, out really well absolutely but there'll be some people that don't like her but who wants to be vanilla yeah. you know yeah. so it's that if people buy into you mm-hmm. then yeah. they will buy into your brand they will become your clients your customers but they'll also become your advocates, advocates yeah and they are ambassadors, and they will be out there talking about you. So it creates a lot more noise that complements the social side. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the social takes it to a whole new a whole new area. And I've had to learn quickly on that as well. I mean, I've had to really catch up on that. Yeah, it always makes me think working in digital. um, I say working in digital, I'm absolutely a non-techie tech, but I do keep you know an eye on what's happening in terms of advancements in technology and and this conversation in 10 years will look very different yeah and you know and you were saying before about potentially getting you know your your 12 year old son to do a podcast and 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 see how he sees digital brands and 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 personal brands and, and and things like that you know and then in when he's 25 having the same conversation you know it'll be it'll be a whole different world and it'll change and and and, you know yes when I went into a law firm my personal brand was me and I needed to do that one to two or three people now it's one to thousands of people across the city but then going forward what's what's that next thing what's the next LinkedIn what's the next uh, yeah what's What's the next next, well not even platform it's just the next whatever it is yeah yeah it's really interesting something you said there because I think people think of that external audience as well and I know that a lot of the listeners to the podcast are 
professionals working within organisations and it's remembering that internal audience as well and that personal brand within an audience and having that clarity of um, strategy of where do you want to be do you want to yeah and LinkedIn's really good for that so so I was speaking to um, a friend at work she's just come back from maternity leave and she's never done LinkedIn she's never she's not really but now I said come on now's the time get on with it let's do it because and for her the benefit you know when we were talking about where does she want to go to um I said what I've done is and and there's several several positions that I'd like to eventually end up in um you you look at who you who who those role models are and you and then you look at the LinkedIn and you say how did they get there yeah and these are the these are the things that they have these are the badges that they have this is the experience they've had so you can work backwards and say you know if I am going to get there I'm missing x y and z and you can work at it and there's not necessarily any rush to get there but it's good to know you know to have those role models to be able to say this is my plan of action now and we wouldn't have had that 10 years ago you know unless you go out you pick up the phone you 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 drop in an email and say look I'd really like to and you should still absolutely do those things but you couldn't do that with 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 10 15 people all over the country um yeah and that online um I mean the audience is so much wider you make that connection but going back to you know, twelve-year-old son, and and buying into a personal brand, he truly believes he. I think he believes he knows those YouTubers that are talking about yeah. FIFA yeah, on the other yeah, Chris yeah. MD or whoever yeah. it is. You know, and, yeah. and and because so many of them. And again, I was talking to Jody about this. I think you know, I'm older. I've had to learn about social media, and I'm very clear about what goes on there and what doesn't and we're talking to Jodie about how she shares her life on there but that allows people to buy into mm. people as a person and their you know their vulnerabilities but their personality mm-hmm. their fitness mental health whatever it the may dog. be Backstreet. the dog good old backstory gets a mention again absolutely and and that's that's the connections we make yeah. with people and i think that's when we then take it offline and have the build the true relationships yeah. Yeah. The, the number of people yourself being one of the prime examples that i've met and i feel like i already know to an extent and it's yeah. because of the authenticity of what they're sharing online and 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 vulnerability is a good word um you know yeah it's it's it, it it's it gets you over that first hurdle quite quickly yeah and actually people talk about the digital world and there is less face-to-face contact but i think a little bit like um you know we went through fast food and then the slow food movement i think with digital and and social there is that there was that tendency of oh we've lost some of the face-to-face but I think that's why people are relaxing and showing more and, and it's evolving mm-hmm. in its own way and people are sharing more of their life, if yeah. I was going to say their true life, yeah. that other that personal life to create a bigger picture and those are the people that are successful. Agreed. So role models, who's your role model? Um, oh gosh, what a cliche. My role model would be my dad, actually. Yeah. Um, he's, um, yeah, he was in the forces uh, as a vicar um, growing up. I 
I, you know, went all over the world with him. A uh, very successful man, um, and uh, really good work ethic, but also work-life balance um, ticks all the boxes. Um, he just wanted to help people, um, which is what he's yeah. done his whole life. Um, and uh, yeah, so massively role model there. Um, in terms of a business role model, I'd probably say, do you know what? This is going to sound really cliche as well, but my co-founder at Women in Leeds Digital, she's Sarah Tulip. She's a few years older than me, and I do see her as a mentor and as a role mm. model, and she's taught me so much in a really short space of time. Um, she's helped me a lot with the, the, the personal brand stuff and the, and the, um, the confidence to be able to actually say, you know, we want to achieve something here and so does a lot of people so do a lot of people across the city uh, and having the confidence to pull that together and, and actually shout about something and and be the face of it you know and and oh, and, and i would never in a million years have done something that like that by myself ever and you talked about vulnerability before mm. but actually you know i love Brené brown's work about we're vulnerable when we're being our bravest mm-hmm. and some of the things that you've launched or been involved yeah. with takes bravery yeah. doesn't it yeah. and and you know we can be very british about vulnerability and oh it's a weakness mm. but actually it's that bravery it's putting and you know one one of the things my clients say to me is you know some people are unsure about putting a post on twitter or on linkedin um never mind um you know or even sharing something yeah. never mind standing on a stage yeah. and uh, and doing a podcast yeah. and it, it's it's different degrees for different people mm-hmm. it's people some people are more comfortable in different platforms and it's finding the platform that suits you but it's a brave step for everybody and that because people can be keyboard warriors and hide behind that it's that piece of oh gosh what will people think and it's having that bravery to think well you know what this is what I stand for so I'm going to share it and I know there'll be somebody out there listening I'd say it's like you know surround yourself with like-minded people whether it be the the online the offline or or mixture of both um we've got we've got a great group of of um uh, digital uh, senior ladies across Leeds you know we've got a great network um, not just senior across all levels um, but it's we call each other cheerleaders again really ri- ridiculously cliche but we, we, we it's important to to realize that if you do want to like a post if you do want to share a post if it means something to you if you want to stand up and talk in front of people about something that you're passionate about do it come on you know it, it is we're going all in outside this together conflict, aren't we? but we are all in this together and it's really important to know that it's really important to surround yourself with with people that that have a similar ethos and a similar um supportive uh, approach to things brilliant well thank you for your time because Absolute i know pleasure. you are so busy <laughs> yeah. and you're dashing off to yes. another meeting yeah. now but really appreciate you sharing and what I will do is get some of the links that you've talked about Fantastic. and put them up on the yeah. podcast page so Thank that you. people can find out a little bit more and we keep can keep an eye on the uh, TEDx journey as yes. well. Yes, no, absolutely. So, Thank thanks, you very so much. thanks very much. Thanks very much, Deb. You. I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation. I'd love you to join in the conversation as well. And the best way to do that is through social media. I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at DO underscore impact. And if you'd like to sign up to my newsletter or know more about my work, please go to my website at deborahogden.com. Tune in for further episodes and please subscribe and share with your colleagues and friends if you've enjoyed this podcast. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to On Brand With. It was hosted by Deborah Ogden and produced by me, Anthony Short. This has been an A Short Stories production. Thank you.